Hello, hello, hello. Long time no talk to. It is your girl, Pretty Girl Peeps. Uh, the people have been asking when it's coming. Uh, last podcast I recorded was all the way back in September. Life has been crazy. My baby is smiling at me right now. She has been one of the parts of life that has definitely happened. Um, but yeah, just wanted to come on, do a new podcast, kind of talk about how life has been um, postpartum and kind of um, where I've been. Um, if you are listening to this right now, I know we are quarantined for uh, the coronavirus, aka COVID-19, but I'm going to do a separate podcast about that. Um, so this one is just more so going to focus on um, kind of preparing for birth, how birth went, and then kind of the few months after birth as well. So come along and join. And uh, yeah, it's your girl, Pretty Girl Peeps, back. So on today's episode, you may hear a special guest, my baby girl, Melanie, you hear in the background talking. Yeah. Tell us more. You on your first podcast episode? (laughs) So yeah, um, it's just been very hard as a new mom to adjust. Um, You know, people say it's hard. People say it's going to be different. But until you're really in that boat, you really don't know how different it really is going to be on your body, your mental, emotionally. You know, it's one of those things like you have to go through it to really know what's going to happen. So kind of just to kick off this episode, just to kind of say, you know, I am definitely blessed um, to have a healthy baby girl. Definitely going to talk about some of the challenges I faced um, with my birthing story. I actually have a YouTube on that as well. So I won't go too far into that just in case you're someone who's already watched that YouTube. But um, just to kind of talk about prepping for um, this new role that I had to accept. Yeah. Okay. All right. But yeah, so pretty much this episode is going to be about change and kind of changing into roles and changing into new things in your life and kind of how that makes you readjust and reflect on life. So to kind of go back um, and just kind of talk about pre, pre-birth, pre um, I pretty much have been doing as much research as possible because um, whether you know it or not, black mothers tend to have the highest morality, uh, mortality rate um, as far as childbirthing. So I was doing meditation, doing prenatal yoga, um, researching hypnobirthing, listening to hypnobirthing um, podcasts, um, talking to my different friends who had already had babies, just a little bit of everything to do research. We took birthing classes, all those good things. Um, And it was a really good experience. Like I thoroughly, I promise I enjoy being pregnant so much. Like, like just, I felt like a woman, my body felt beautiful. Like, I think I gained maybe like 30, 35 pounds which I lost inadvertently, but I will talk about that when I get to the post-pregnancy part of the podcast. But um, yeah, change is inevitable. But of course, when you're in this type of life situation, change is definitely just going to come down that drain and get you. So fast forward to um, after I had my baby showers, I had one at work and I had one that my sisters and my best friend threw me. And we were so blessed to get so much for the baby, which I thoroughly appreciate. Uh, We really haven't stopped using stuff from the baby shower yet. Only thing I think we've ran out of is wipes. And I didn't realize you would use wipes so much for so many different things. But uh, fast forward to, you know, um, right before I gave birth, um, just, you know, still was going to the gym, still was going to run errands. I started nesting, trying to clean the baby's room, um, trying to get everything in the house cleaned. And I was still working. I worked until Christmas Eve. Um... 
and I wasn't supposed to have the baby until January 22nd. So the weekend that I actually went into labor, um, I went to get like a prenatal massage at Massage Green. Um, I was out in bio getting little stuff for her room because I felt like I had time. Um, I literally went to the gym the day before I went into labor, like crazily, yes. Um, so the day I actually went to labor, I didn't know I was going into labor. I thought I was having Braxton Hicks contractions. My husband was the one who figured out. Like, I was so tired that weekend, I should have known. I ran into our neighbor from across the street at Walmart, and she was just like, girl, you need to go home. And I'm like, no, you know, she's older. I'm like, eh, she tripping, whatever. But blase, blase. So... I winded up going into um, labor, but not knowing I was going into labor. Thank goodness we had like the app to let me figure out that I was going into labor, right? So um, we get to the hospital and they tell me I'm five centimeters um, along already. So this is another part about where change is inevitable and kind of adapting and going with the flow for what God has for your life. So I'm pushing, I'm pushing, you know, I get... I get there. I really didn't, you know, everything I studied, I really wanted to have a natural birth. I didn't want to do an epidural. I just wanted to push and just, you know, keep it moving. And um, I waited until nine or 10 centimeters to get an epidural, which I didn't think they would let me do, but they did because um, my water did not break until about eight or nine centimeters. They had to actually physically break it themselves. And again, I said, I want to have a natural birth, right? So I get to 10 centimeters, I'm pushing for four hours straight, trying every which way. Pretty much what happened was my pelvic bone, I guess, is small. Um, and my baby, she got a big head. She get that from her daddy. She could not get her head through that canal, no matter how hard I tried. Um, so then um, one of the other things that happened was, um, how can I explain this next part? Um, so pretty much what the next part was, um, I wound up having to have an emergency. Well, it wasn't necessarily an emergency, but I wound up having to have a C-section. Um, so I put the baby down so I can continue. So I had a C-section. It wasn't an emergency because I was able to wait until the end of the night, but it was just one of those things they kept trying. I kept trying. It just wasn't working. Me and my husband, we cried together. We tried to figure out, you know, what's the best move to make. You know, I've never had surgery. I was I was scared, you know. Again, the whole experience is on my YouTube. Um, check my YouTube out. It's Pretty Girl Peeps. Uh, don't want to bore the people who've already heard the experience. Um, I would just say that I'm glad my husband was there to advocate if I needed him to. But luckily, I was conscious enough to really more so advocate for myself um, in that situation. So I wound up having the baby. Did skin to skin. I was all doped up. Had to do the spinal epidural um, to get the C-section. Um I could hear them talking about scalpel and different stuff like that. I didn't get put under, um, but I was trying to focus on my husband and all that good jazz. Um, stayed at the hospital maybe like three days, healing up from the C-section. Um, but because I had pushed vaginally as well, I was healing up from both at the same time, to be honest, which was its own own little everything, to be honest. Um, the nurses were great. The drugs they gave me were great, not going to lie to you. Um but yeah, it was an experience. So breastfeeding was a little hard. Um, I had the lactation specialist come in and, you know, she tried to help me figure it out. Um, I thought we were good by the time we went home. Um, breastfeeding for the first like two weeks was crazy. Trying to get around with the C-section was crazy. Once my drugs ran out, it was crazy. Um, you know, my mom and sisters, they came up here maybe two or three weeks 
maybe a month after and let me and my husband go to the um the movies. Um now one thing I will say, um what was I gonna say? When I went to my first checkup, the doctor told me a lot of stuff I could and couldn't do. And she said my uh C section scar looked like it was healing pretty good already. Um, what was I gonna say? Breastfeeding. My baby really wasn't like it would it would hurt so bad when she was like uh latching on. It would feel like she was biting me, and of course, you know, she ain't got no teeth. So I went to a lactation specialist and we found out that my baby had like a, a minor tongue tie, which was preventing her from properly latching. Cause I was about to give up on breastfeeding y'all. This was at like maybe a month. And I was like, okay, for sure. We done between the sleep deprivation and between her biting me between her screaming. Cause she's not getting enough milk. This is too much. I can't, I can't do it. You know, my husband, he really held me down during that period. Like he was cooking, he was cleaning, he was doing laundry. He was getting her in the middle of the night to feed her formula so I could get some rest. Like we were like a team for real, for real. And then whenever my stepdaughter was over, she would definitely help as well. So that part was very um, good. You know, I had a lot of friends calling to check on me, coming by, helping. You know, my best friend brought me a whole bunch of pads, a whole bunch of other stuff that I just, you know, as a lady needed. Um, but again, it was just, I felt emerged as a new person with everything going on. I did not feel like the same peeps anymore. Like I felt like I was responsible for another person and her needs of course came first. So my needs of course came second. So, you know, my husband, once those first couple of weeks, actually after the first week, he started going back to the gym and it made me feel like, well, I need something or want something for myself. So I started, you know, getting a little time to do little stuff that I wanted to do or could do. And so that really helped me, you know, get back into that right mind frame. And I won't say that I had like postpartum depression. I think I more so had postpartum anxiety because I already have anxiety. So where I'd be worried about the baby so I couldn't go to sleep, you know, little things like that. And, you know, just learning to embrace my new body um, because I wound up losing all of my pre-pregnancy weight and a little bit more. So I got super skinny. I'm still super skinny. I'm trying to get my weight back up. It's hard because of everything that's going on right now, but that's a whole nother story. Um, but yeah, it's just like the change was inevitable. You know, like I have to pump before I go somewhere. You know, that's something I wasn't used to doing. I'm just used to hopping in a car and going to an event. If I want to go, like say for instance, I went to do a video for the lip bar and I was downtown Detroit for about four hours. Okay, so I got to pump enough for four hours before I leave. In addition to getting dressed, in addition to getting the baby together, bless you. So it's just like your time, everything just really became different. And I, I feel like I became a new me. Like it was a metamorphosis of who I am meant to be as a mother, a wife, a woman in general. You know, all these different things had led up to me becoming a different person. And the reason why I'm kind of talking about this is because, you know, it's black motherhood, black, you know, um, black birthing week. Um, I believe it is. Correct me if I'm wrong. But um, I just kind of want to talk a little bit about my experience and how it kind of crafted me to become a stronger, better woman, you know, more in tune with myself, more in tune with my emotions, more in tune with what she's got going on. You know, I can't just think of my own future anymore. I have to think about her future as well. And that really changes the way the dice get rolled, you know. So really thinking about that a lot differently, thinking about, you know, how are the things that I'm doing with her now? How are they going to affect her future? How are they going to affect her um, in the long run when she looks back on her childhood, when she looks back on her life? Um, so, you know, I typically talk about books. I talk about music. So some music that Mel likes is Bounce. Um, she likes, you know, um, she likes Bounce. She likes, um, what else does she like? 
She likes Prince. She likes Stevie Wonder. She likes Kids Bop type of stuff. She likes Baby Genius. Stuff like that. But yeah, um, overall, it's been a change. And that's something that I just want people to embrace is change. Change isn't always a bad thing. Change can propel you to the next level, to the next person you're supposed to be in your life, the next thing or the next go round of, you know, what your next position, what your next person is supposed to look like. And I didn't want this to be long and drawn out because I'm just getting back to it. Just kind of wanted to tell you guys, hi, I've had so many people blowing up my inbox since like January, like when you're going to drop a new podcast episode. And like I said, it's been a while. It's hard with the baby. So yeah, um, you kind of got to do it that way. But um, yeah, like I said, just, you know, making sure you are um, embracing whatever change that God sends your way and embracing the change. So kind of back to what I was talking about. I think a lot of times in life in general, because, you know, this again is about my birthing story and about change and about being a new mom and the struggles, the emotional struggles, you know, you don't feel like yourself anymore. You feel like a different woman. You feel like you'll never get back to your normal again. You know, the sleepless nights, the, you know, your body is not your own anymore. All those different things, you know, you don't get to really see your husband or, you know, you see each other, but it's not in the same sense, you know, and I'm not complaining, but, you know, just stating the obvious. But what I want to say in regards to change is just that, a lot of times when we think about, oh, a new year, new me, new change, we don't think about change in the personification of maybe God wants us to change as a person. A lot of times we look at, well, I want to change my income. I want to change my career. I want to change my marital status. I want to change um, my health. But what if God just wants to change you? What if God just wants to change you as a person? What if the change that you seek is inside of yourself? What if the change you need is a new level or a new manifestation of who you are? Because deep down inside, I'm still the same woman as well, but I'm just a better improved version who now has more tangible roles, who now has different roles. And, you know, it's just one of those things to where if you allow God to to show you where you need to change, a lot of times God will show up and it might not be the way you think he should show up or how you think he should show up, but he'll show up. And the reason why I'm saying all of this is just because this this situation has changed me for the better in so many ways. You know, I've been the party girl. I've been the social butterfly. I've been the socialite. Well, I've never been anybody's, you know, mom. You know, I've been a stepmom for a very long time now. But there's not, there's something very different about having your own child and you having to be responsible for that child 24-7. It is a huge difference. And actually having that child come from inside of you, having heard your heartbeat, you having heard their heartbeat is something totally different, you know. And again, I just say that to say change is inevitable. And sometimes changing your person or changing who you are as a person isn't a bad thing. And I think sometimes if we allow God to let us grow through that change, then there's a lot of growth and potential within ourselves. And again, this process, especially after the baby, like I said, pregnancy was great. But um, I feel like after I was really stressed, you know, I had so many friends who would say, oh, my baby sleeps like this. My baby does this. My baby does that. And you get into the comparison game and you get into the, oh, you know, why is my baby doing this? You know, because another issue my baby had which has finally gone down where she had a hernia as well. 
And, you know, that was something that scared me. If you know me, you know I'm a scary, anxious person. That's her in the background. But, you know, again, change. I've had to learn to go with the flow with certain things that normally I couldn't go with the flow. And I've learned that, you know, parenthood is no perfect patty type of days. There's no perfect patty baby. It's this is what is going to be. This is how you adapt to the change and you keep pressing forward. And that's the same with me as a, a woman. At this point, I'm no longer the same woman I was at 20. I'm no longer the same woman I was at 25. No longer even the woman I was at 30. Like I've evolved so much and I've changed so much. And again, I just say this all to just allow you a moment of reflection to think about this year. You know, and it's crazy. Again, I'm going to talk more in depth on the next podcast actually about COVID-19, but this might be a good point to put this on. Sometimes the place where you're broken doesn't mean that's the place where you have to stay broken. Sometimes that's the place where God wants to water you, to regrow you, to repot you into something even more beautiful than what you were the first time. And maybe that's what this experience is to show everyone. It's just that as you change and you evolve as a person, it's not it's not a bad thing. This new version may be what the world needs. This new version may be what somebody else needs. This new version of me is not who I needed, but it is who I needed at the same time. But it's definitely who my daughter needed. And I want to be everything I can to her. And I want her to be able to look back at me as a woman, not just me as a, a mom, because that's something I had. I feel like being a mom, I look at my mom. Anybody who knows me knows my mom is like my Shiro. Like, she is, like, my top person in the world. And I've always admired her and her strength and looked up to her. But I think me finally becoming a mom, I look up to my mom even 10 times more now. Because as a mom, there's so many sacrifices and there's so many things you change about yourself. But, again, going back to my last comment, I want Melanie to be able to grow up and not only have seen me as a mom, but seen me as a woman and a person and seen me grow as a person. Because a lot of times we forget that our parents or our siblings or our cousins or our aunts and uncles are people. At the end of the day, we're people and we change and we evolve and we get better. Some people get worse, then they get better. But you have to allow people to be people. And that's the beauty. Sometimes you have to allow yourself to be a person. A person to change, a change agent, if that if if you wouldn't mind me saying that. But again, I'm going to speak more on the COVID-19, coronavirus, all of that. Again, prayers to anybody who's dealt with it, dealing with it. Uh, family has dealt with it. Prayers to you. Um, again, I want to keep this episode short but sweet and just welcome you guys back to the PGP project. Um, I don't I, I'm not going to get on here and lie and tell you how consistent I'm going to be because I personally don't know. Um, again, I have a three month old baby who is very uh, high needs, clingy, and uh, I accept that. So uh, I don't know how often I'm going to be on here, but make sure you follow me on all platforms <laughs> at Pretty Girl Peeps. Um, and thank you for listening. And yeah, I hope to see you on the next one.